Welcome back to another episode of Meredith with Why, and I'm here again with Allison, and we're going to switch things up today and talk about what, Allison? We are going to talk about working outside the home as a woman and what it feels like to kind of have that role reversal of being a mom and being out in the workforce. And I want to touch on it from like both sides of it this week. Like I really want to hit both sides because I'm now experiencing both sides of that coin. So stay with us and see where we go. Hello, everyone. This is Meredith with a Y, and I am your host, Meredith Willits. Today, we are going to go deep, changing lives, and I am giving you the keys to the castle. Okay, Allison, so usually you bring the topic, but I this has been so palatable in my life because now, as we talked about in last week's episode, I have been away from the home on and off, mostly away from the home for the past seven, almost eight weeks now. And so Jim is here, my husband, taking care of the kids, working his full-time job, getting them back and forth shuffled. And I am the one that is detached from the household duties, detached from the kids, detached from the grades. And I'm really understanding, and I know this is going to sound weird, but what it is to be that person that works outside of the home and almost visits their house on a daily basis. You know what I mean? Like, and I got to tell you, it's super weird because my whole life I've been, you know, a stay-at-home mom. Yeah. I think that's such, it's so interesting because I think that pulls together a lot of the things that we've been talking about for the past couple weeks, even like the masculine and feminine energy, the pause, being away and having the perspective, what it feels like to take on a different role. Like I think, and not only that, I think this is such an important topic just in general with kind of like how the evolution of our society has been with women working outside of the home and what that looks like for them. So I love this topic and I think we need to dive into all aspects of it because it's so, it's like a new, it's like new territory. It's, yeah, it's very current. It's very in, of the times right now. Yeah. Like how do we navigate this? Yeah. And I think this actually might have to be a two-parter because I know we have a limited time to record today. And I think that we have to really do this topic justice by maybe even seeping into next episode. So I just want to give a little background. When I was 23, you know, I got married, had my first child. My dad is very traditional in in the sense of like a good homemaker, a good housewife, you know, like what that means. Um, he's been married twice, so he has perspective. So when I got married the first time, my dad was very kind of instrumental in the program of me as a housewife. He was like, you know, when your husband comes through the door, he doesn't want to be bombarded with, you know, the overwhelm of your day. You don't just hand him the kid and say, I'm done. I'm stressed. Here's the baby. I'm going to the mall or, you know, whatever it is. And so that really hit me hard as a 23-year-old first-time mom, first-time wife. I was like, okay, I got that. Like, a man doesn't want to come in the house and hear about all of your problems from the day. He wants to walk home and kind of have a reprieve from stressors. And also, you know, like, he doesn't want to be handed the baby the first minute he walks through the door in a huff, right? Like, it's one thing if he's like, oh, my God, where's the baby? And you're like, oh, he's here waiting for you or whatever. Like in the here, I've been with him all day. 
take now it's your job. Now it's your job. I'm off. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I really took that to heart and I really comprehended it. Okay. And in my first marriage, I will say for the whole, you know, totality of that, I handled the house. I handled the kids. I did the baths. I did the beds. I did the feedings. You know, Cody was very sick when he was born. So I did the medications. I did the things. Don't get me wrong. Rich would like spend the night at the hospital and do all that stuff when he was in the hospital. He's an excellent father. But I took on the onus of the household in whole, paying of the bills. And he went to work, made the money when he was done with work. He was done. You know what I mean? Like, he was dad, he was husband, but it wasn't like, and this happened and your son did this and your daughter did that. It was never like that. I took on that stress and then I let him take on his stress of the job. And then we moved forward from that place. I, I, that I felt like was my responsibility. In my second marriage, I realized that my husband doing things around the house giving the kids a bath, putting the kids to bed was really important for him bonding to our house and bonding to our kids and family. So it was definitely more of the team work mentality. However, I still maintained that same, this is my shit to deal with. That's your shit to deal with. And don't hand the kids off at the end, you know, of a work day. Like I still maintained kind of that, I don't need to, A, relive my whole day by way of complaining about it or otherwise. And also, he doesn't need to know everything I did all day. I'm not asking for advice or opinions or whatever. So I just kind of maintained that my thing is my thing. And within the last, I would say, month, I'm really starting to feel an entirely new experience of, I know this is going to sound awful, but like being a man. Yeah. And, and and being excluded. And I think that this is huge because I don't believe many people have this opportunity to go from the house is my domain. The kids are primarily my domain. I am going to protect my spouse as much as possible from information and stressors to the best of my ability. And um, your job is to, you know, leave the house and make money. And this is a big thing that showed up in the last probably a week. And you're kind of an idiot and don't know shit about the house. That is what I'm experiencing now. Like, you don't know. You're not here. I have it covered. Don't worry about it. And I'm going to preface this by saying my husband doesn't have a mean bone in his body and he would never want me to feel excluded and he would never want me to feel like an outsider and he would never want me to feel as if this house and this family isn't 100% mine. But when I was talking to my dad yesterday, he's like, he doesn't understand the weight of his words. He thinks he's kind of like saving you from something or like, I've got it covered. You don't need to worry about it. But when it comes to your family and your kids, those words, I've got this or demeaning my ability to now re-enter the home is really been uh, the feelings of being excluded mm-hmm. and, 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 and not not this isn't my world. And this morning I was like, oh my God, like I now realize why men are like, well, fuck it. I'm not going to do it because you think I'm an idiot anyways. So fuck you. I'm going to go to work and you handle everything. Like I'm literally in this deep this week, Allison. Like it is super weird because I have never understood. Like I always thought that like, I don't know, like I always just thought that this is the way it works. 
I decorate the house and I handle the kids and I know what's going on. And, and, and right now I'm feeling both sides of this coin and it is super bizarre to step into. Super yeah. bizarre. Well, and I think the interesting part of your journey is that you did each, you didn't have a lot of blurring. Like you went from one so fully to the other so fully, not not only emotionally, but physically. Like you went out of your home physically and lived somewhere else and worked day in and day out physically in another location. So you were completely removed from that in all ways, which allowed you to experience it in such like a, di- in, a in a way where it's like a dichotomy. It wasn't like, oh, I kind of like started working outside the home and I'm doing a part-time job, but then I'm still coming home at the end of the day and kind of picking up all the pieces and doing all the things. No, like you, it was like cold turkey for you. Cold turkey. Cold turkey. I basically handed my house and my kids over to my spouse. Holy Are you back now? I'm back for a couple days. Okay. So today's, you're going back again. Yeah, I'm going back again. Okay. So today's Brock's okay. birthday. Tomorrow Emerson graduates. So I'm here for these things, maybe even Saturday. We'll see. But I mean, it is so strange to feel like like tiptoeing in your own house or like your opinion doesn't matter. And and I'm saying these things for the people that are at home, male or female, who make their spouse by way of thought, word, or deed, or energy, that the home is not also theirs, the kids, the responsibility of the family, like... I'll be honest with you, like when I when I feel excluded, when I hear like this morning, I'm like, do this, do that, because now I'm home, I'm doing laundry, I'm paying bills, like I'm doing the dishes, like because now I'm back in the saddle and I have to, you know, do this side of the house stuff because I'm home now. And don't get me wrong, Jim's like doing the laundry. I mean, he's nailing it. okay? and that's what I need you to understand. He is doing all of the things and a full, full, full time job and driving the kids. okay? so I'm not undermining anything that he's doing. What I'm saying is that when you're someone that is outside of the home and the thing that's even showing up in my head is like divorced parents, you know, where the kid, the kids might not live with that parent. I don't think I could possibly explain or express because I'm kind of like a divorced parent in the physicality of I'm not living with my kids every day. Yeah. I am relying on communication from my husband, uh, communication from the schools, apps that show me when their games are, or I can watch their games on um, an app. And I will tell you that if you are a divorced parent and co-parenting at all, the reeling in of that non-custodial parent, I can't even tell you how important it is to overly communicate. I mean, it like literally makes me sick to my stomach right now. Like it's making me physically sick to think about how awful that must feel because I'm not even divorced, but I'm kind of going through these weird emotions of being on the outside. And it is, it's very hard to feel like because I've been the integral parent, the the every minute, every day, all day long parent for almost 27 years of my children to literally wake up and transfer my life into a different realm 
and not be a part of that. Like it's super like, cause even when I got a divorce in my first marriage, I was still the custodial parent. So I was the day to day. I've never, ever in my life for 27 years, it's almost three damn decades, not been the parent, the person, yeah, the person. And now all of a sudden for a few, you know, almost two months now, I am not the parent and it's alienating a bit. And it's, you know, like yesterday, and again, Jim would never say anything to be cruel ever. He's just informing me. But yesterday, Emerson had a dance and it wasn't even like a dress up dance. It was shorts and a t-shirt dance for eighth grade graduation. And my goal was to leave in time, leave the island in time to be home to see her off to her dance, which was very anticlimactic. So yesterday we had all the guys there. We're, we're tearing open floors. We're, you know, we're doing roofing today. They're going to be doing that. Like it's a big three days that I'm not going to be there and they're there. So God works in mysterious ways. That's probably a good thing. But I really wanted to stay because I know the longer I stay, usually the longer they stay. And so I was like really debating on whether or not I needed to be home for Emerson because it's just like a T-shirt and shorts dance, right? Not like a dressy dress, nylons, and I need to do her hair dance. And Jim's like, you know, hey, you know, like she really kept saying stuff like mom's coming home, mom's coming home before the dance. And I'm like, I know, but I've got this guy here looking at the RV to buy, blah, blah, blah. He's like, yeah, I know. And I felt that squeeze that I know so many working people feel when they have a family, which is I have this job to do that now I can't do because I have this other obligation. And so now I'm going to either fail this person or that person. But I mean, I'm not going to be successful in both places. And P.S. It's the truth but I'm not going to lighten the truth by telling you, oh, it's okay. You can miss being here. Like he told me the honest truth. She wants you here. She's looking forward to being here. She has been talking about it. The way I've always parented and wifed is it'll be fine. She'll get over it. I'll be here. Don't worry about it. It's no big deal. You can see her after the dance. That's how I would have handled it. Because I would have wanted to save my spouse from the pain of some sort of failure or some sort of pain, right? But Jim was just being honest. And I appreciate him being honest and it all worked out fine. But I mean, that squeeze of, I have been waiting for these projects to be getting done and I am, need to be here, but I also need to be there. And, and you're going you're gonna to know about it. You're going to feel that. And and I and I felt like a failure. I'm like, I can't fucking be successful. I cannot fucking be successful and be fucking successful over here. Yeah. I can't tell you how well I know that feeling to the point where you're telling that story. And I'm like feeling like my stomach hurts so bad, even just listening to you say that, because I have struggled with the same thing for my entire, the entire lives that my children's entire life. Like since I have been a mother, I I remember feeling like, because just, you know, two second backstory on me, I, I've always worked full time since my kids were little. And when I say full time, I'm a business owner. So, you know, I have a flexible schedule, but I'm, I'm working a lot. Typically I've only recently started to kind of slow down a little bit. And 
I remember having this thought and thinking back on it, I'm like, what were you thinking? But at the time I remember having this image because I also grew up in a, in a situation where dad worked, mom was home, very traditional. And I remember thinking to myself, because I wasn't a quote unquote, like full-time stay at home mom, I had this feeling like I wasn't a mother at all. Like I was not a mother because I was not staying home full-time And I look back on that now and I'm like, what were you crazy? Like, of course you are a mother, but it, because it didn't fit the box that we're all used to, or I shouldn't say that we're all used to that, you know, society has been traditional around. There was this feeling of like, oh, you're a failure in that because you're not doing that. And I remember someone saying to me, you know, whenever I'm at work, I feel like I should be at home. And whenever I'm at home, I feel like I should be at work. And there's always this, it's like, you know, being pulled in two different directions at one time and this feeling of never being able to be successful at one thing or the other. At least this has been my experience because you are, you have this family at home, which means everything to you, but then you also need to, you know, breadwin and you have this drive to be successful at whatever else you're doing outside of the home. And just the, the idea that we should be able to do both at a hundred percent, I think is just the biggest fucking lie. It's a total lie. Let me ask you this. Was any of that feelings of detachment or guilt or less than because of, Oh, we went and did this today, dot, 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 without you, you weren't there. Like if someone would have just like, if your spouse would have been like, Oh yeah, we didn't do much today. I just hung out. And then you can like go, I didn't miss anything. Like, do you feel like if you would have been protected verbally and just been like, no, look, you do you, you be at work, you handle what, and I've got this, like, there's nothing for you to do. And when you're done working, then like, I feel that we don't recognize how much information about our kids and missing those experiences affects, affects us. Yeah. Yeah. I would say that I probably in the moment would have felt less guilty, but I think that not, I think that would have kept me more disconnected from my family because it would have made me just put my head back in the sand at work versus having that. Cause I think guilt is healthy. Like there's a healthy part of guilt, right? Like shame is not shame versus guilt, right? Like I think that that guilt is actually was my knowing that I wanted, I wanted to be there. I really did. I really wanted to be with them. And not because I felt like I quote unquote had to, but because I wanted to, and I felt like I couldn't. And I mean, that in itself is a whole another story and, you know, feelings of resentment are tough, but I think that whenever, and you and I have had this conversation, it's like, whenever we're being saved from something, like it's just going to come around and come in the back door at some point anyway. So why save anyone from anything, really? I mean, I I think that was something I needed to learn. And I've been learning how to be present with them and how to compartmentalize better and how to really say like, what really matters to me. And I mm-hmm. think without that guilt, I would have never had that nudge to keep kind of channeling my life into a space where I could get, where I could start to get to a place where I was actually not feeling so guilty all the time because I was able to get a little bit more balance. And I continue to, I continue to play with those scales all the time. Mm -hmm. It's like a seesaw, like you're constantly kind of like ebbing and flowing depending on the season. 
like you always say, there's a time to rest. There's a time to, you know, go make the money. There's a time to, to do all the things, but yeah, I mean, it is painful. There's no joke. There's no denying that, but I don't, I don't think I would have wanted to be saved from it in hindsight. Yeah. It's almost like, did I want Jim to protect me from saying Emerson really wants you here and, and, and keeping that from me and me being oblivious to her once. And then I don't show up because I don't think it's a big deal. And then maybe later she says, I really wanted you here. And then I say to Jim, well, why didn't you tell me? Right. So it's like all these different things. How do we, how do we balance this? Like the only thing I'm, I'm, I'm seeing in my head while you're just talking is, is we have to be okay. Maybe with understanding that our kids are allowed to be parented by our partner or their par- their other parents or their grandparents or a family friend or whatever it is, and that we don't have to envelop every minute of their day. I mean, I don't, I don't, how do we do this? How do we do the things and miss dinner, miss a recital? Like how do we, and, and a lot of, you know, there's a lot of parents out there that are like, I literally don't care. Like, I don't need to be at the recitals. I don't need to be at the baseball games. It's just not on their radar. Whereas for our family, we try to make it to every baseball game, every softball game, every volleyball tournament, like all the, all that stuff. But I, I just, I'm finding this so fascinating because I never felt like an outsider in my own home. And to have this creep up and have it be so visceral is so shocking to me. And the only thing I can think that is the lesson in this is to really comprehend how a person feels who, because of a career or divorce or being in prison or being in the military, how horrible and how excluding, if if that's even a word, it feels, yeah. it, it feels awful. I mean, awful. And I just took for granted being, you know, the custodial parents of my first two kids. Well, I'm their mom, their dad works, blah, blah, blah. I didn't realize, I, I don't, I don't think I, it was, I truly recognize how damaging it is to the parent that is on the outside looking in. Mm-hmm. how important it is for that parent, if possible, to be invited to every sporting event and every recital and all the birthday parties, if it's possible. And it's not a dangerous situation where the, you know, the parent's going to come in like a lunatic, but if at all possible, like I can't even begin to tell you how important it is, not only for the bond of the child, but the bond for that parent to be bonded to their kids. Because I'm going to tell you, like, it almost feels like I'm in this position right now, this this mentality where I'm just like, well, they don't fuck it, you know, like, fuck it. Like I, I said, well, what about I'm getting, you know, emails about the kids missing assignments, right? And so I asked Jim, I'm like, hey, what about these missing assignments? Are the kids doing their homework? We, yeah, we got this. We got this. There's nothing for you to do. And I'm like, but I'm asking a question because I'm still their mom. Yeah. From his perspective, he's like, hey, there's nothing for you to worry about here. Yeah, like, I got this. I have been like, I've got this. You don't need to worry about it. But as the person inquiring, 
hey, what's going on with my my children, our children? And to hear we got this, don't worry about it. It's like, fuck you. I'm going to fucking worry about it. They're my kids. I'm allowed to ask a question. I'm not questioning your parenting. And I think this is a big piece. Mm. I'm not questioning your parenting. I'm questioning about my children that I want to know what's going on with them. But I think so. Yeah, I think so often, you know, when any time one parent asks the other parent X, Y, Z, it's taken as defensive, just inherently, like just in life, that you're being questioned about what's going on. You're being questioned about the kids. And it's like, no, I, I just have a question. And now granted, some people are assholes, but like, I just think that this is so mind blowing to play both sides of this in such, like you said, such a short period of time that it's so like a punch in the face that I can see and feel and experience the nuance of this that I think that it it's definitely for a reason, which is yeah. so funny because last week you're like, what do you think the reason is for you being at the island? And it's just like every day it's like, that could be a reason right there. I'm learning that. I'm seeing this. But I mean, I know you as a working mom and an entrepreneur and trying to balance that in the household and a husband and two kids and your own self-care and self-exploration. I don't know what the answer is outside of siloing yourself in the present moment and recognizing that all your kids' experiences away from you and with you are equally important. Mm-hmm. And in what I'm seeing in this moment is that they are the one to ensure your balance because without them, you wouldn't insist on it. Yeah. I think that's so powerful and so true. It Lately too, I've been noticing because I've been really focused on being, on choosing what's important to me and being more focused and present around my kids. Um, And I've had more quiet space. And that's something we talked about recently too, to be introspective and just think about like, how do I want to show up? And like, what do I want to be there for? And what do I want to be present for? Because I'll tell you what, five years ago, I wouldn't have been present for 80% of the stuff I'm present for right now. And I can feel the the connection and the disconnection that you're talking about. I've been really uh, aware of it lately because I have been so present and I've been the one, you know, probably three, at least three days a week, picking them up from school, if not four days a week, five days a week, picking them up from school. And I've been the one at the sidelines and I've been the one to see them on the bus in the morning. And I've been the one that's there with them and I can feel the connection and I can feel how, and I'm not saying it's not, it, it's not good when they're with their father, but I can feel how much more security that brings my kids mm-hmm. that I am there. Like I can just feel that they're like softness and leaning into me versus when I'm in a season or when I was in like a long season of being away from them, the way that the disconnection, like You know, it was like, we go, they went to dad for everything. They called for dad in the middle of the night. They wanted him when they were, when they were sick. We call that stolen valor in our house. Oh yeah. Cause like, it'll be like dad. And I'm just like, why aren't they calling for me? And he's just like, and, and you take offense to it. Like I'm offended when they go to gym or where, you know, like for stuff in life, not just right now. 
And I'm like, stolen valor. You know, like, they should be coming to me. Yeah. You know, and like when you were just talking about right there, that connection. And I, you know, you wonder if the kids are just like, you know, they're programmed, like, this is who I go to for all the things. And so it's like, oh, wait, I need to get back in that game of being a person that they go to for things. Yeah. They See, clearly, they, they go to gym for all the sports stuff, right? Like, I need a new glove. I need a new whatever the hell. But there's some things that you think, like, they should go to me for this. And when they don't, you feel alienated. And then when you were just talking about, like, the disconnect, you have to ask yourself, well, guess what? They're protecting themselves from your alienation of them. So exactly. they're like, I need to pivot away from mom who has alienated us by way of time and being available. And so I'm going to protect myself from mom or dad, yep. right? And then and then you feel hurt because they keep going to dad. And now you're protecting yourself from being hurt that they are not coming to you. Mm -hmm. so it's like something's got to give here. We have to like go, all right, well, there's something happening. I need to not protect myself. I need to just dive in and reconnect and do as much as I can. It, it's crazy the way I'm seeing this right now. I don't know. And if there's a transition. Yeah. Like, I love what you're saying. Cause I, I, and I think what I'm also trying to express is like, I can feel when the connection's there and when it's not. And I can feel almost like this ramp up period when the connection is sort of like reestablished. And then I can sense too, when it's kind of fizzling out too, like there, it is, I don't want to say you have to put the work in because that sounds like something you don't want to do, but like, and I think this goes for all relationships. Like there's a trust that you kind of have to build back up after periods of disconnection. And I would argue that's in a marriage or in yeah. a friendship or in like with children, because it's just so interesting because kids are, you know, you can read your kids and you know them so well, and you, you, you know, their nuances and you can see, see what they do. And they don't have as much of that sort of guarded hide ability to hide things. So it's, it's so interesting to be able to see how that happens with your child. And, you know, not that, and, and, and I think the other thing is like, there's no right answer, right? Like if you, if your husband, if you don't want to be home or you don't, you know, you want, you're so thrown into your career or you're so thrown into being a mom, like there's not a right place for you to be. Yeah. I think like what I keep wanting to ask you too, is like, after having kind of these both sides of this, this scenario and, and, and feeling being at home and then being there, the connection and the disconnection, right? Do you have any feelings of where it feels good for you and where you want to be? Like from your perspective, like yeah. what feels like the right balance for you? Or is it too soon? No, well, the one thing that I really enjoy is because I'm not at home being the drill sergeant. Like I felt myself enter drill sergeant mode this morning. Like what are those clothes doing there? Go pick up this, pick up your bathroom, put those clothes away. Like I felt myself definitely stepping back into that energy. And um, that's kind of who I am in the house. I take care of the house. I make sure it's up to snuff. I make sure the clothes are downstairs for me to do laundry today. And so there's a bit of drill sergeantness that needs to go into that to make that happen because they, they kind of aren't self-actualized in the cleaning department. So I kind of like being away because then they don't see me as 
you know, the hard nosed mom. I'm, I'm the, the mom that doesn't do those things. I just show up and go to softball games, which how many people complain that dad's just the fun one. And I'm the one that is the structure mom and the do your homework mom and the brush your teeth mom. And dad gets to be the fun one. Well, I'm kind of the fun one. They come visit me at the island and we go on the boat, you know, or we like go out to dinner or I go to their softball games and then I float back to quote work, a.k.a. the island. Whereas Jim's the one. Did you do do your homework? Are you sitting there studying for your test? Did you put your, you know, did you brush your teeth? So he's kind of the hard nose right now. But I don't know if he's better at it or he's just a little bit more lenient because I I like a clean house. I like a picked up house um, where I think he could be a little bit more in the gray area. So I'm now the fun one. I don't need to make sure that their teeth are brushed every morning and that they're getting to school on time and that their homework's done because I'm not physically here to make sure that that's happening. So I'm just the person on the other end of the phone call or the other end of the Zoom, which I can compare that to like Cody and Skylar, my two that are out of the house and have their own lives as adults. And like Skylar will call me or FaceTime me and is very light because I'm not on her about anything. We are just in a very fun mom relationship. It's just mom who I talk to, mom who I want to hang out with, mom who's going to go to the concert with me or whatever, right? And so it's almost like because you have the separation of and, and and this is so in line with having an affair, right? Like, yes, of course, she's awesome. You don't have a mortgage and four kids with her. Yes, there's a spark there versus your wife, you know, or, or spouse, you know, so it's kind of like this very detached, whatever lives in your mind's eye, energy of fun. You know what I mean? And I think that that's what a lot of people complain about dad getting to be the fun one. I know that you have short, limited time, but I think that we need to absolutely dive into this again next week because I think this is a very powerful topic. And because of, like I said, it's so palatable right now, and I'm sure it will continue to be so over the next few weeks because I'm far from done at the island. I think that even more is going to come up, maybe even conversations between Jim and I. And I know you have a ton to talk about. I think this is a great opportunity for us to really play with this and play with gender roles and all the things that it, you know encompass this. Yes. I'm so, I love this topic. I'm so glad that you brought this up. And this is something that I'm very specifically interested in and have explored for the past few years. And I definitely want to talk about it more. I have so much to say. I'm like, I think it's something that's so needed too. just like I was saying before, I think we all in this space of working motherhood and gender roles and all the things, like you said, like, it's just, it's kind of uncharted territory to a certain degree. And I think everybody's looking for a roadmap or a role model or set, you know, like, it's like, okay, I can be anything, but now what the hell do I do with that? Yeah. Nobody knows what to do. So I think just in feeling through all of these things, yeah, there's so much to talk about. So yeah, stay tuned for, for part two. Let's, let's keep this conversation going. I love it so much. Thanks so much for, you know, talking through this with me and all of you guys out there for listening. If you have any comments or questions or experiences that you've had, go ahead and email me at meredithwillits at gmail.com, but we will be here again next week talking about gender roles and you know affairs and parenting and all the things that pop up in relationships 
So we'll see you here next week. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. If you would like to connect on a more personal level, head over to MeredithWillits.com or on Instagram at Meredith with a Y for behind-the-scenes footage and outtakes. Please subscribe and come back each week for more Meredith with a Y. Thanks again for listening. Cheers. Cheers.